Welcome to the Not Project Space podcast, where we shine a light on a cluster of Canadian artists and their experiments with augmented reality. This is Tender Circuits, and I'm your host, Marissa Gallimit. I'm a visual artist and an accomplice to a group of brilliant minds who conjured up site-specific projects across North America, culminating in an online exhibition. They are world builders with diverse practices in filmmaking, sculpture, narrative design, research, theater, and creative technologies. We invited them to play with the senses, to reframe histories, and to imagine the multiverse with symbiosis in mind, the kind of natural interconnectedness that thrives on the forest floor, in bodies of water, and even in the concrete of urban landscapes. It's true that augmented reality has the dynamic power to bring about a shift in perspective, layering new possibilities over what we see and hear, and maybe how we understand our place in the world around us. In this episode, we'll hear from Helen Lamb and Vasuki Shanmuganathan. Before we dive in, we'd like to take a moment for a land acknowledgement. We acknowledge that we're connecting with you today from the unceded and unsurrendered territory of the Algonquin Nation. We honor the Algonquin people who have occupied this territory since time immemorial and whose culture has nurtured and continues to nurture this land and its people. We are grateful to be guests on this land where we have the opportunity to work, live and create. In an effort to make this acknowledgement more active, we ask that you learn about the land that you're joining us from today and that you read the Truth and Reconciliation Commission's 94 Calls to Action. And now, a message from our team at the Digital Arts Center. What if I told you there's a place in Ottawa where people can rent audiovisual gear like cinematic cameras, microphones, and lenses for a fraction of commercial rates. This isn't a dream. It's the Digital Arts Resource Center, or DARK for short, located at 67 Nicholas Street. You can book DARK's recording studio and soundstage, as well as our extensive gear collection. You don't have to worry about not knowing how to use the gear because we host regular workshops on specific equipment, software, and general skills. DARK also has grant opportunities and residency programs available. The only catch is that you need to be a member. For $100 a year, you can have access to all these resources and benefit from member health insurance. Visit digitalartsresourcecenter.ca to join Ottawa's digital arts community. And we're back. The first artist we'll hear from today is Helen Lamb. Helen is an Ottawa-based narrative designer for digital spaces and a video game writer. As an artist, Helen is interested in how storytelling in these new digital spaces, virtual reality, augmented reality, affect our experiences of meaning. Helen's project for Tender Circuits is titled, Now That I'm Here. It's an AR app that overlays three portals over the real environment. I wanted to use AR to tell the story of what someone's inner life might look like, if you could see into it. Um, and by adding kind of these story-like elements, like symbolic objects, a sense of change across the panels, um, I tried to make the portals become a psychological space. Uh, in other words, a story. Um, <clears throat> I think it tells the story of someone who grows up, 
changes in some ways, but maybe not in others. Uh, but at the same time, it's not it's not a chronological space. Uh, these three panels kind of hang hang suspended together. There's no sense of time as such. It's just different states of being. Um, yeah, and I hope people uh, when they, when they see the project, they come away feeling like they saw something a bit strange, a bit intimate, like they saw into someone's private space, but they don't exactly know what to they don't exactly know uh what to make of it and i think that's pretty true to the experience of of getting to know a stranger the sound you are hearing there is a binaural beat which helen uses to signal the app launching now that i'm here introduces the participant to three vistas a murmuration of houses floating above a field before a glowing pink sky an attic room where a deer rests among roses with an old-fashioned phone ringing off the hook, and a stone tower rising out of the forest with storm clouds on the horizon. I wanted it to be um, slightly surreal, but, you know, using objects that you might find easily recognizable kind of in your everyday, but they don't necessarily go together. You're like, why? Why is this together? Um, It fits, but it doesn't, you know? While Helen had done a lot of work in virtual reality, working with augmented reality was new to her. I think in many ways, the the principles are the same because you're trying to take um, kind of an emotional experience and cast it into into a physical space. Um, And you're centering, again, the... um, you could say the player, but I suppose you could also say the audience. Um, And you're trying to create that sense of drama between the, 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 the audience and the environment. For Tender Circuits, Helen worked alongside a cohort of artists, often meeting virtually over Zoom. You do miss the in-person experience because I, I just think, you know, sometimes the energy uh, is just different in person. But of course, you, we can also, I met artists from all over Canada that were just based in Ottawa because of the, because of the use of Zoom. Um, and I think... In that way, you know, that that's what digital artists need. They need forums like, uh, you know, like Dark or communities like Dark to connect and, you know, share those experiences, build connections. Because um, I think being able to build community, whether or not you do it uh, online or you do it in person, that's ultimately how, first it's community and then down the road, that's how you ultimately build like a local industry or a, a, a provincial or regional in industry because you need to connect people with similar skill sets um, and, and, and outlooks on a certain technology. Um, and I definitely think uh, kind of DART did that with, uh, with, with, with the non-AR project. Now That I'm Here showcases Helen's capacity for world building. There's a flavor of the surreal in the environment she has created using symbolism to reflect on the passage of time and the secrets that exist in memories. Next, we'll hear from Vasuki Shanmuganathan. But before we dive in, here's another message from the team at the Digital Arts Resource Centre. Have you ever wanted to record music or start a podcast? The Digital Arts Resource Centre, dark for short, makes it so easy to get into production. You can learn the basics of sound recording and editing through the educational videos on the online member portal. Here you'll record in a state-of-the-art studio and get in-person assistance from qualified technicians. 
visit digitalartsresourcecenter.ca slash recording studio to book your time slot and start making things happen. And we're back. Here's Vasuki. My name is uh, Vasuki Shanmanathan, uh, and I reside in Takaranto. Vasuki is an artist, researcher, and curator with her work rooted in archives. While in graduate school to become a critical race studies scholar, Vasuki felt she had questions that weren't being answered in the academic space. In some ways, academia does inform my work because it's often based on research and that's the starting point. However, when it comes to interpreting the material, I really enjoy what art has to offer um, and also the challenges because I, I kind of love it when it leaves me frustrated. <laughs> uh, I, that frustration has to, uh, it lingers, it manifests, and sometimes it takes up everything. Vasuki's work for Tender Circuits is called Not All That Glitters. It is an augmented reality experience showcasing digital collage, which takes place on three sites in the east end of Toronto under the Gardner Expressway. My project, uh, which is called Not All That Glitters, is interested in trying to find an answer to the question, what can you learn from being near silence? Uh, to me, this question was interesting because it allows me to pull apart the complexity of history, um, sort of collapse geographical and temporal boundaries, and also pull in mycelial networks and moths who can act as witnesses. And I can render highways into monuments to the silence and enshrine these events in memory using AR. Because the question that um, I'm trying to continuously explore is, how do visual narratives using consumerist and colonial aesthetics set to the backdrop of these pristine tropical landscapes, such as the island that I'm coming from, bypass the political awareness of state violence? And so the series is an invitation to reflect about silence, about grief, but also about what gets left out. And so I'm hoping through the AR installation, especially the one under the Gardner Expressway, it calls attention to the historical events of 2009 when there was a genocide being carried out against Tamil people. And uh, that genocide coincided with the protest here where Tamil people ran onto the highway in protest and pain. And so I situated one of the sites, uh, one of the AR installations at that site for that very reason, because I wanted to see what happens when audiences interact with it and contribute their own thoughts about the silences in their lives and what they're grieving, and especially what can't be said in the spaces that they're in. The installation under the Gardner Expressway is called Tangam, which is the Tamil word for gold. And gold has been uh, probably the most cur stable currency on the island. 
uh, which has been plagued by political and economic instability and most recently also its collapse. Uh, many people wear gold jewelry as adornment to signify class and caste and uh, show marital status. And gold also becomes this means of activating familial networks. So you basically gather all the gold that jewelry that you have amongst your family members um, and you can use it to trade uh, for food or for other necessary items. Um, it also, the word thangam, which is uh, Tamil for gold, doubles as a term of endearment. So oftentimes parents will call their children uh, thangam, uh, regardless of age. Um, and it's a term that has existed since antiquity. Uh, and in this piece, I wanted to depict a gold orb appearing and disappearing in a pristine landscape. Um in order to showcase what a monument to silence may look like. Uh, in 2009, on the island, when the genocide was transpiring, 300,000 Tamils, it's an approximation of that number, were trying to flee the war zone. And these were civilians. And the state soldiers uh, who were carrying out this war um, asked for their gold jewelry as price for passage. People who were fleeing for their lives were asked to strip themselves of uh, their gold jewelry. And so the golden orb represents the 150 kilograms of missing gold, which were never recovered after the war. Um, and the inability to piece together what happened to those that died or were disappeared, even if they did survive the war, remains uncertain because the government does not allow any investigation into the matter and they're basically waiting for people to die out. Uh, and this is in stark contrast to the factual certainty with which they offered both these numbers, 150 kilogram of gold was seized. Um, and that was a factual statement that the state made. Uh, and so it's interesting how gold ends up becoming the evidence uh, to a silence. All tender circuit projects were prompted by the idea of mycelial networks, a topic that was open for interpretation, which Vasuki particularly liked. The mycelial network is something that exists and grows and operates underground um, and above ground a little bit, but it's, it's sort of history in the background. Um, that people tend to ignore, even though it's present. Uh, it's connective all over the world. Uh, and it's something that actually um, documents also histories of resistance. So if some of the mushrooms that uh, were in the forest um, were not only feeding people uh, during times of poverty, and that happened where I come from, I'm from Sri Lanka. That's the island that I was born um, in, at, on. <laughs> um, um, and then I, I had to sadly leave because there was a war that broke out, a civil war. Um, and when people were poor, a lot of the communities, um, so I have to explain my community. 
<clears throat> I grew up on an island off an island. It's a tiny island. Um, and uh, there isn't much in terms of a hospital or like access to uh, institutional uh, care um, or any of the sort of infrastructure that you would see uh, in Toronto or elsewhere on Turtle Island. Um, and so very much com communal care uh, and taking care of each other <clears throat> was something that was quite key to survival. And so the residency started with the theme of the mycelial network. Um, and what drew me to that is the mycelial network encapsulates a lot of the questions that I um, think about, but also a lot of the realities that I have experienced growing up. Um, and so one of the ways in which uh, the network as a structure functioned so well was to ask larger questions. Uh, about resistance, about histories of colonialism and the continuities of such. Um, so growing up on an island off an island, uh, relying on the community for care, relying on the community for resources during drought season, for instance. So my family comes from a long line of farmers. Um, and if, you're, uh, if your crop doesn't work out, you have to rely on your neighbor um, to help you out. Um, and on the island itself, historically speaking, my, the mycelial network has actually fed people, entire communities during times of poverty. Um, so there's a history there. Another part of Vasuki's project focuses on mushrooms that glow in the dark. If you're trying to find a pathway in the dark through an island that it doesn't necessarily have uh, electricity at that point, um, or even during the previous centuries when people were trying to escape um, horrendous situations, they were kind of pathfinders. Um, and that didn't just happen on the island, that happened actually everywhere where there were mushrooms um, that could glow in the dark. So it becomes uh, a history that is right beside us. It's growing along uh, with us but not necessarily acknowledged in the ways that has contributed to racialized communities and their histories. Um, so that was the starting point. Going back to the history of Sri Lanka, Vasuki explains that the economic crisis hit the island hard, and despite one regime being ousted, another took control of the state. If you know anything about the history of the island, um, the war stopped in 2009. Um, it's an island that is known to have the most disappearances of journalists at one point in history, uh, in recent history. Um, it has uh, practices of severe censorship uh, to the point that uh, my ethnicity is uh, Tamil. Um, and as a Tamil person, I can commemorate people who have died in the genocide that took place in 2009. Um, and so I took that uh, as one point in history uh, and the mycelial network as uh, a mechanism or as a structure, a very organic structure that could also carry histories and messages, but also I learned it can retain memory. Um, and so obviously as someone who engages with the archive, I was quite excited about um, that uh, 
possibility of like, what does it look like to tell the story that seems like it's disparate um, in terms of the locations, um, but then be able to connect it. In 2009, more than 2,000 Tamil protesters took over the Gardner Expressway in Toronto. Vasuki says the protest was organized online within one afternoon. If you're wondering what is it about something that happens on the island versus something that happened on Turtle Island on the Gardner Expressway, um, one, I think oftentimes uh, racialized people who come with their emotional histories um, feel like they have a lot of histories in them but not necessarily a way to express them in ways that make sense to everybody else. Um, and I think that's why I would go back to a lot of the artists that I have come across and also part of the residency. I think um, it, it was not just uh, common discovery, but also a lot of empathy in the space. Um, and I think when you're doing work that is risky, that is, asking uh, difficult questions, having empathy in the room um, really helps because then you end up asking um, also the more difficult questions of your work, um, of your methodology. Uh, and it just makes, for me, uh, how I practice, but also how I develop as an artist much better. Basuki explains that the neighborhood around the Gardner Expressway is going through rapid gentrification with policies that forcibly displace street-based people whose homes were under the expressway. During the making of this AR project, I would actually spend quite a few hours under the Gardner Expressway just listening to the sound. Um, and if you look at it, it's quite uh, beautiful in its tragedy. It's um, uh, it's disintegrating. Pieces are falling off the Gardner Expressway for years. Uh, I also found it interesting that it was built the year the first um, pogrom happened on the island. Um, and so it marks sort of, uh, it's a landscape or it's a, it's a monument that I saw, saw myself as a monument for my history. Um, that I can't have on the island and I can't have here, but I can make them through AR into monuments. Many thanks to Helen and Vasuki for sharing such thoughtful, creative insights. Their artworks were created during their virtual residency at the Knot Project space. To learn more about all of the Tender Circuits projects, visit digitalartsresourcecenter.ca. Our full list of artists includes Galit Ariel, Roberto Santaguida, Pixie Cram, Aaron Consmo, Helen Lamb, Vasuki Shanmuganathan, Kel McDonald, Seth Thompson, Lauren Schaefer, and Richard Mosca. Tender Circuits is brought to you by the Digital Arts Resource Center, hosted by me, Marissa Galmit, produced by CKCU-FM, with sound and editing by Bob LeDrew and Edward Jeanvaux. Special thanks to the team at Digital Arts Resource Center, Annette Hegel, Jillian Kennedy, Emily Azevedo, Alita Uch, 
Christopher Payne, Daniel Canosvita, Laura Paolini, Deirdre Morrison, and Ludmilla Race. We're grateful for the support from the City of Ottawa, the Canada Council for the Arts, and the Ontario Arts Council. <laughs>